<laughs> and our only goal with this podcast is to help you feel more awesome each time you listen, whether it's by laughing at us. I know you're laughing at me. Laughing with us or learning something new and helpful, we hope you feel a tad more empowered, lightened up, and awesome than you did before. I'm here with the one, the only, the beautiful, the sexy, the loving Mr. Eric Robertson. Hello. Uh, We are in Pleasant Picture Studio in Provo, Utah, and we are bringing you episode 64, Give Me More, (laughs) How to Get More Time. Alternate title, Eric. Why you really don't have to do what you have to do. We just weren't sure which title. We like both of the titles. Probably mine will win for obvious reasons. Sure. (laughs) And that's what we're going to talk about today. Moving into the, it's the most stressful time of the year. Whether it, it is actually the holiday seasons when you're listening to this or not, I feel safe in assuming, even though you know what they say about assuming, that you are busy, that you've got a few things going on. And if you're not busy, you're like, I need to be busier. I need to do more things. That's why I need to listen to this episode and get more time. But flip twist of the plot. This episode is actually about why you don't have to do the things you think you have to do. We're going to talk more about that. And we are just so grateful you're here. But first we want to say, been a long time. I shouldn't left you. I got a lot of song lyrics coming out of me right now. Yeah, you're you're doing well. Do you play like a little snippet, just that little snippet of what that song? I had to, in great detail, describe to Eric what that song was. He, I couldn't believe he just didn't know, but points out to all of you who immediately knew what I was referencing. The reason it has been a while is because, well, we went on our tour, our live podcast tour. We hit up four cities back to back. And before that, we were getting ready for the podcast tour. And before that, I don't know, we were living life. And then there was like Thanksgiving. And I really do apologize for leaving you without a dope beat to step two. Step two, it's just that that's what happened. And that's a perfect segue for why you don't have to do all the things (laughs) you think you have to do. But can I just say to those of you who came to our live podcast episode, holy crap that was fun that was a great time that really was so fun it was insane because we did it back to back so we worked with alaska airlines and we flew to each city but we had a driver with a van driving through the night with the props and the merch and like all the setup from San Francisco to Seattle, it was like 13 to 14 hour drive. So what would happen is by the time we would take down the show, say goodbye to everyone, get packed up, you know. It's about midnight. It's about midnight. And then you have to like call the Uber. Nobody's had any food. You're trying to get back to the hotel. And without fail, every night there would be like, I left my shoes or there was a 45 minute drive through line. So you don't get to bed until one or two. And then you're waking up at 5 a.m. for the next flight. And then you get into the city and you can't quite check into your hotel room. And so there literally was just no time to actually sleep. So we're all in this like sleep-deprived state, doing these big shows, getting these huge highs from 
seriously, the amazing energy that was in every single city. It really was so fun. And I think it's just so crazy to me that I could have fun. Yeah, you did great. That I could enjoy it. And if nothing else, I just wanted to share that experience because two years ago, I could not have done that and enjoyed it. Yeah. And I could not have come back from doing it and honestly doing a fantastic job. And when people say, how was it? I can say, it was amazing. We did fantastic. Mm -hmm. I could not have done that two years ago. Yeah, because two years ago, you would have been focusing on all the things that maybe didn't live up to your expectation. Well, I also, yeah, I, I literally could not say that I did a good job. I couldn't appreciate that I did a good job. I also, right. my anxiety... That's right, you couldn't appreciate it. That's so true. No, I didn't have the... I couldn't appreciate the things that went well and right. Yeah. And, I mean, if you had, in the moment, like, said, I'm not being grateful, I would have been like, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful. Screw you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but looking back, like, I couldn't appreciate it. And it really, this, for me, it just was such an incredible experience because the experience was incredible, but the fact that I could experience it is a miracle. There is a religious text of sorts. It's called A Course in Miracles. It's almost like a Bible of sorts. And a lot of self-development people that I love heavily reference A Course in Miracles. And the way that the A Course in Miracles defines a miracle is that it's a shift in perception. And the reason why it's defined as a miracle is because you're able to shift from fear or hate or uncertainty, anything that is not love to love. And so... Oh gosh, I'm already crying. I didn't even know this was going to happen. We're not even 10 minutes We're in. We're not even in. But for me, that is the point of the podcast is that shift in perception, a change in your thought that you feel a little more awesome than you did before. The principles that we are teaching in the podcast are the principles that are, I am applying in my life, the principles that Eric is applying in his life. And they are causing miracles in my life. And that's why this means so much to me. It meant so much to me and to Eric, both of us, to get to go from city to city and to meet you guys who listen to the podcast and have you walk up to us and say, one woman walked up to me and said, you've been my only friend for the last year and a half as I've listened to you on the podcast. Of course, I don't wish that for anyone, but it's just so freaking easy for me to think more people need to listen to the podcast. We should have done it bigger. We should have done this. I'm not doing this. Oh, the engagement on Instagram wasn't what it needed to be and on and on and on. And then literally it was like a smack in my stupid little face for her to walk up to me and say that because it was like, that's what matters. That's it. That's what matters. If I'm your friend, Thank you. I love being your friend. Eric, do you love being their friend? Oh, yeah. And it was so fun how many people, Eric, I came up to you and were like hesitant to hug you. And I was like, get in there. It was it was great. I mean, p most people want to talk to you. And then they look at me and I'm standing there. And that is like, not true. Everybody loves you. Everybody wanted to talk to you. No, not everyone. But I mean, like, I'm up for a good hug. But I'm not going to, like, force myself on all these women. And like, <laughs> just, I'm just not going to do it. So it was really fun, and I definitely want to start planning uh, an Awesome with Allison podcast tour for 2019, part two. And so start letting us know what cities you think we need to go to. The other thing that I considered a real victory was... At the end of the podcast tour, we traveled with a team of six people, and I said to the team, and it was kind of like right after you have a baby, somebody says, do you want to have another baby? And you're like, why are you asking me that right now? But even literally, it's only like two weeks out, and right after, I said, do you guys want to do this again? And 
we literally were on 10 hours of sleep <laughs> for the whole week and everyone was like, yeah, let's do it again. It just, there were so many good feelings. All of the guests were amazing. Those podcast episodes are going to be going live in January and they are all about getting clear about the direction of your life. And we have five individual topics that deep dive into getting clear about the direction of your life. And I cannot wait to share that content with you. You're absolutely going to love it. But let's dive in today. That was our segment for today, catching up with you. You guys, okay, we don't, we want to get into it about do you really have to do what you think you have to do and how examining that is going to get you more time in your life. This is something that I have been paying keen attention to because people ask me very often, how do I get so much done? How do I accomplish so much? And I don't think that I get that much done. Like I said, I'm only ever focused on all the things I'm not getting done. I'm working on that. But because it is a question that has been asked of me for so many years as I've been sharing back with the dinosaurs for over 10 years through my blog, through Instagram, through YouTube channel, I've been kind of paying attention to, I think there's things other people are doing that I'm not doing. And I had the idea for this podcast episode, I had to ask a few people if it was okay to share this, because I didn't know if it was so offensive to some of you that I shouldn't share it, but I got the green light and I don't know if I should listen to it. But I got the idea for this podcast episode as I was taking the sheets and bedding off of our kids' beds, and it was so gross. Like, I think it's been four or five months since I washed their bedding. Possibly six months. Possibly longer. (laughs) And that is disgusting. Now, listen, they sleep with blankets. They're not wetting the bed. And we've probably washed their pillowcases. Well, your definition of so gross is different than mine. I mean, it's like... Well, that is disgusting. There are some people who are listening to this who literally will write, like complaints saying like your children should be taken away from you that is disgusting well i I wish them the best in life (laughs) (laughs) so this is what i'm saying and i was like oh maybe people who are wondering how i have time to do the things i do spend time cleaning their kids bedding (laughs) and i was pretty annoyed by the time i washed it put it all back on it takes a lot of time yeah laundry it's tough I also don't have any clean underwear right now. (laughs) But we're recording a podcast. Yeah, but I'm recording. But that is literally the best point to illustrate it. I do not have clean underwear, but we are recording a podcast. So what Eric and I were talking about is let's get you some more time in your life. What you need to do, the first thing you need to do is you need to reassess what you think you have to do. Then we need to shift our mindset. So I'm going to talk you through four areas of your life where you can reassess, do you actually have to do what you think you have to do? And then Eric and I are going to share three tips for helping you shift your mindset around all these things that you think you have to do. Because that's always part of it, right? We have to change our thoughts to change our life. It's that shift in perception. That is the miracle. Uh, That is what we're focusing on. So where to reassess? I really truly want you to do this and I am doing this in my own life is I want you to go through and assess the things you think you have to do in your home. Housework. 
how often you're cleaning your clothing, how often you're cleaning your kids' clothing, how often you're cleaning the bedding, how often you're cleaning the bathrooms. Now, we have a cleaning lady. We've talked about her before, Anna. She's an angel from heaven. She comes once a week, and we paid for her before we were paying for health insurance. We chose to have her before we could, quote-unquote, afford our health insurance. That's how much we've prioritized Anna in our lives, okay? I think another aspect of your house is do I have to fill my house with furniture right now? Yes. When we're talking about the holidays, do I have to decorate the exact same way I've decorated for the last 10 years? I want you to really, truly write down everything. And I want you to step back as if you're an alien. This is a great exercise. Always be the alien and look at it with an outside perspective as much as you can. And just because you've always done it doesn't mean you have to do it. Just because other people expect you to do it doesn't mean you have to do it. And freaking news flash, just because you want to do it doesn't mean you have to do it. Just because you want to and it's important to you, there are things that are important to me that sometimes I have to let go. This argument gets brought up a lot, but it's important to me. Well, guess what? You have too many things that are important to you. I have everything is important to me. That's why I'm an passionate, enthusiastic person. It's why I get a lot done. It's also why I have a lot of anxiety and a lot of struggle and a lot of stress on the people who are around me and who work with me is because everything is important. Everything is dire. (laughs) Everything is dire. And so in your home... I want you to truly go through every single thing you're doing. And as you're doing it, if you won't get a piece of paper out or your phone out and make a list, as you're doing it, I want you to ask yourself, what if I didn't do this? Now, we have gone periods of our life when we have prioritized our projects and our work over our house. Our kids' toys, certain junk drawers, areas of the house are in complete disarray. And that's what I could do at that time. And I chose to prioritize my time in my business and my family and the house was a mess and completely disorganized. Now Eric and I are choosing to go through rooms of the house and we're spending some time there. We're trying to get some order and some organization. And I am not beating myself up for the fact that I didn't get this done before because guess what? I was doing the best I could. So the first place is your home. The second thing I want you to reassess Do I have to spend my time? Do I have to do these things is in relationships. Do you have to go to that birthday dinner of the friend you actually never talked to? Do you have to give a full hour to the people who stop by your door without, you know, giving any sort of warning or planning? This is a perfect example. Do I have to go to that annual Christmas party that's important to other people but may not be to me? Exactly. Do you have to spend three hours talking to or even 30 minutes talking to your sister? I've noticed I've been in a a down place for the last week. I'm coming up out of it. Andrea has been cutting our phone conversation short because she doesn't want to hear it. I got annoyed in my head about it, but I'm like, she's got a lot going on in her life and good for her, like really truly good for her for kind of being like, she's at her max. She couldn't talk to me. That's okay. I found someone else to complain to. Yeah. And if they're mad at you because they don't get to complain to you, guess whose problem it is? Just like it's my problem. It's not Andrea's problem. My sister is doing the absolute best she can. I know that. She's always there for me. But 
she needed to go and she didn't want to spend the next 20 minutes listening to how what I did in this area was such a failure. Yeah. She didn't have time for it. And I respect it. I really do. So I want you to go through and reassess those relationships, the different social obligations, and really ask yourself, do you have to do that? And we're going to talk about shifting the mindset around have to. So it's hard for me not just to jump into that, but let me get through the other two areas. Service slash spiritual. Now, somebody from our church stopped by yesterday, unannounced, just paying a nice visit. I had a very full day yesterday. I have a very full week. And it is important to me to make time for people and relationships. And I was feeling guilty because I wasn't chatting with this person. Eric was. I went and hid in our bedroom. Honestly, that's what happened. But we were leaving in 30 minutes to go to dinner with somebody else from our church that we had decided to prioritize fostering the relationship with. And so I gave myself permission to say, this is my only 30 minutes to spend with Fiona. And I dropped a cup so that she would hear it. So she would come back to me where I was hiding. And then I spent the time playing with Fiona and Eric then decided to entertain our guests. It was a great time. I'm just saying I could have guilted myself because it was people from church. And that's why I bring up service or church or spiritual is lots of times we usually we usually don't prioritize service or spiritual enough, but we can also do the flip where we're giving too much time in a church calling or too much time because we feel like we absolutely have to when it could be done with half the amount of time actually. Right. And again, it goes back to our best looks different every single day. It looks different every single hour. And your best in your service to your church, to your community might look different in this season of your life with three small children or one new child and a husband who's working 18 hours a day. Like you need to reassess what's actually going on in your life. And just because you've always been able to volunteer 10 hours a week, you might not be able to right now. And I just wanted, I don't want that to come across with don't hold yourself accountable to giving yourself time for your spirituality and serving others. No, I'm not saying that at all. What I'm saying is I think sometimes we hold ourselves accountable to a time when we really could give more time. And right now we just can't. Right. And so I want you to reassess that. And then the next area, of course, this is the big one for me is work. And I just want to give an example of how I did this, how I'm trying to practice what I preach is right after our podcast tour, literally right after it was Black Friday. And I just launched Party with Allison, and they're all fun items to help you feel as awesome as you are. You should definitely check it out because I take sayings and things you guys love from the podcast, and I'm putting them on fun items. Okay, it's Party with Allison, but it was Black Friday, and I became adamant that I needed to do these Black Friday deals and run a Black Friday sale. That you had to. I had to. I absolutely had to because I bought more of the product than I had anticipated, and I got a. I I had to move it. And if I didn't move it, the earth was going to be on fire. And I pushed, I pushed everyone. I pushed Nichelle. I pushed McKenna. I pushed Eric. I pushed a photographer into getting me the pictures. And then I pushed the first day of the sale. And then I freaking hit a wall. And I was noticing some very destructive thoughts and some thoughts that I noticed that are destructive as I start wishing I got sick or that I was hurt so that I could have a break. If you are fantasizing about being hurt or sick so that you can have a break, you are sick. 
in your mind and you need to give yourself permission to take a break. And that's what I did. I said, you know what? These aren't good thoughts. Get in the damn bed, watch all eight Harry Potter movies. And that's what I did. I took a nap <laughs> instead of helping Eric clean up some toys that I, I, I had to help him organize the toys. No, I took a nap and I let the sale go. And guess what happened when I let the sale go? We stopped selling anything. We, we didn't make any more sales for the rest of the Cyber Monday weekend. But how are you still alive? Right? <laughs> how is everything still okay right now? And you know what's so much more important is we have a workshop that we're teaching on Friday, a Build an Awesome Brand workshop. I am on fire. Like I said, I recharged. I hit a low. I've been getting exercise. I've been getting sleep. And we have some big projects that we're launching next week. And I had energy for those. And if I had not let myself let go of that absolute had to do, I I don't think I would be bringing my A-game to these other things. Yeah, 100%. And so this is what it comes down to is, yeah, the party with Allison sale was important, but I had too many things that were important. I had too many things that were important. So you need to reassess. So I'm going to say those one more time. Reassess what you think you have to do by paying attention to the things you find yourself saying you have to do or doing in your home, in your relationships, in your service or spiritual life, and in your work. Now, Eric, let's talk about shifting that mindset. I love the first idea you came up with. Okay, so the first thing that I was thinking about was changing how you see quote unquote have to. So I love this is thinking of this first tip as look at the language you're using. Yeah. The language. So when you say have to, that implies that you're a victim and you have no choice or power. So obviously with that <laughs> with that in mind, you are a victim and you don't control things. Which also, why would you choose to say it like that? Because you're trying to distance yourself. Well, I'm a victim. Uh, I don't have the power, which you maybe do because maybe in your life uh, when you got blamed for something, somebody was abusive to you. Maybe in your life you got verbally yelled at. Maybe you just got you know, blamed in a way you didn't like, right? There's there's lots of different reasons we do this. Yeah. In fact, like a year ago when I was watching my language, because, you know, change your language, change your thoughts, I would see like in movies when someone said, I have to go. And I think, liar, yeah. liar. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're choosing, you're choosing this. And so I love that idea, that tip of watching your language, because instead of I have to, it's I'm choosing to. I'm prioritizing this right now. And to take that even further, if you find yourself bummed out because you quote unquote have to do something, tell yourself, I've chosen to do this over something important in my life. I've chosen to go to this event instead of staying home with my family. Do that enough time and you're going to get sick of yourself saying this and you're going to start changing language. I absolutely love that. And I think for a lot of people who tend to be like, be like me and overbook and overcommit. It's very important. I do this. <laughs> I look in the mirror and I go, you did this to yourself. <laughs> you did this to yourself. And sometimes I don't say it with as much compassion as I probably should. You did this to yourself. Next time, I want you to remember this moment. And it's like me looking in the mirror like a scolding mother. With your finger. I literally do I actually do this. It doesn't shock anyone to know that I'm a crazy person. So watch your language and just 
notice. Well, just just take accountability for your language. Yeah. Not even just watch it. Be accountable when you say that I have to. Just say, do I really have to? The other thing is, is don't do me any friggin' favors. Don't you dare tell me that you can take my photos and then show up and be like, I'm doing you this favor by being here taking your photos. That's the surest fire way for me not to hire you again, right? So all of the people I work with are people who I know prioritize their time well so that if they're there, they're there. And if they're not there, hey, I don't want anybody doing me any favors, especially like even with friends going out to dinner, we think we're doing people favors by doing things we don't want to do. Do you want to be hanging out with someone who thinks they're doing you a favor? No. No. And that transitions to our next number two. Yeah. Which is to realize that your life is yours. And if if you're in charge, you can be more and give more. That's 100% it. And I think that's why self-help gets such a bad rap is because self-help can easily turn into self-obsession or just completely about the self. But the whole freaking point of all of this is when you are in that good place, you are of better use to society and humanity. Yeah, to your family, to everyone. And so when you prioritize what's important to you and then you do that, I notice when I do that, that I am more available for people. So for example, on Monday, it was a good friend's birthday. I realized she probably doesn't have lunch plans because she's working. And I was able to um, just let go of anything else I had to do that day and spend an entire day with her and I don't know. It was so fun to get to, I'm trying to prioritize relationships. And because I had prioritized the other things I needed to do work-wise and let go of some things, like I said, letting go of the sale. So I wasn't so stressed out on Monday trying to get all these things done. I was able to live my life the way I want to, which looked like me being available for a good friend. Yeah. Two years ago, you would have carried been carrying the weight of all the things that you had to do and all the business decisions and all the guilt about stuff and you wouldn't like I you probably wouldn't have been present even going out with her no. for lunch yeah you wouldn't have been there and so i don't know it's just it really is freedom it really is freedom and i was talking to a friend today who is very successful and hates saying no to people and is trying to learn how to set boundaries. And I said, I think one way for you to reframe this in a way that is going to give you some freedom is right now when you say no to somebody, you're thinking that you are letting them down. And I'm like, you're making it all about you. I'm like, what you need to realize is somebody's asking you to do something. And this is even like me asking Eric to go to lunch with me. When I ask him to go to lunch with me, I'm asking him to solve a problem. The problem is I want somebody to go to lunch with. And I'm saying, Eric, you are my solution to that problem. And so when you say no to someone, you're simply saying, I cannot be the solution for your problem right now. That does not mean that there aren't other solutions. But the reason why I think we have such a hard time saying no is because we think we're the only solution. But I really, for me, this distancing kind of language of there's a problem and a solution has really helped me not make it so personal. It gets down to, I cannot be the solution at this time. um, And that's okay. Right? Yeah. I love that. The third one to wrap it up is a lot of this can be like theoretical because there's so many things that you can choose. There's all these choices in your life. But when you find, like when I find myself like, oh, should I say yes to this? Or like, is this something I should put in my phone to schedule? 
like the what I what I do is mentally and have a checklist of like is this more important than my family is this more important than my personal time is this more important than my and whatever that is like you can you can quickly have like three top things that you can bounce off before you say yes to something I love that. And so I think the third tip is keep the main thing, the main thing. Yeah. But in order to keep the main thing, the main thing, you have to know what the main thing is. And as I mentioned, I think a lot of our problem is we have too many main things because you're like, well, this is really important. I'm like, I believe that it's really important, but guess how many really important things you get? I'm going to tell you it's three. That's it. Yesterday, I needed to choose the winners of the super duper fly dance off. I had promised that I was going to choose the winners. It's impossible to choose the winners because I feel like I'm just breaking people's hearts and disappointing people, which P.S. by the way, people did express their disappointment with me, (laughs) which I have to live with, right? So I'm putting this off and I had one hour and it occurred to me I could use that hour to either pick the dance off winners or go to the rec center and get some exercise in. And I decided that for my workshop and for the work I have to do, that the most important way I could spend that hour from nine to 10 o'clock was going and getting the exercise in. And then I and then I did, because I made that choice, I got home and I was up until about 1 a.m. doing the dance-off winners and I had to post at a time that wasn't good for the algorithm and on and on and on. But I'm so happy with my choice because what I was doing is my main thing that I'm keeping the main thing is my mental health. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I had a very low downtime. And when I have a low time, I start peaking into a high time. And I was feeling a little bit of that manic energy where I'm just so high, going to work, 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 work. And I was like, if I don't get some exercise, I'm literally going to like peak out like a like firework right now. I'm going to like explode into something. And again, these they're just little tiny decisions day to day that if you aren't making these decisions day to day, it results in six months of anxiety attacks where you're not treating them. It results in a year where the year gets finished and you're like, I didn't freaking get a single thing done that I said I was going to get done this year. It's the little baby decisions every single day. So I want to, again, highlight those three ways to shift your mindset to give you more time. And the first one is realize, identify, own the language. Own the language that you use to talk about your time and your commitments. The second tip was realize your life is yours, your time is yours. I think it's ownership. Own it. And the third tip is keep the main thing the main thing. How are you going to do that? By defining the main thing. So how are you going to get more time? Number one, reassess. Step one, reassess. Step two, shift your mindset. I love this episode. It's a goodie. So I hope that helps you moving into this season, moving into this time, because your life is important. It's meaningful. It's beautiful. And we aren't just going to enjoy it once we accomplish the things. No bad slap on the hand. We're going to enjoy it right now. Happiness is right now. Peace can be right now. Awesomeness right now. That's what I want right now for you, for me, for you in this moment, not after we do the thing. And we're going to only get that by freeing up the time. Holy crap. I love you. I love this freaking podcast. I love doing the podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of this thing that I love with my whole heart. Eric, thank you for doing the podcast with me. 
Thank you guys for listening. Speaking of the love, let's share a review, Mr. Robertson. This is by Joanna. She says, Allison and Eric, it has been such a joy to be on this ride with you over the last few years. I have been a listener since episode one. Some incredible shifts in my life since joining this tribe. She's listing them here. First, I don't take myself so seriously all the time. Yes! Okay, good. (laughs) I have learned joy energizes and inspires. Second, the adventure is ongoing and the most beautiful views come from the hardest climbs. And one more for future listeners. I am more courageous. Allison and Eric have been the best cheerleaders for being authentically me. Thank you both. I know it isn't easy to balance at all, but what you choose to share with the world is shining a bright light. Shine on, Joanna. I just can't even handle that review. Like, such a hard cry over here. I mean, this was a more serious episode, so I really love that review. Like, it doesn't have to be so serious. Keeping it light, Joanna, thank you so much. The good news is, is because I launched my party with Allison's shop, now there are even more awesome goodies that we are going to send to you guys for leaving the reviews. So we believe that sharing is caring. Joanna, shoot us an email to awesomewithallison at theallisonshow.com. That is always, you guys know, Allison with one L. Let us know that we read your review and we are going to send you some awesome goodies from the Party with Allison shop. And then through out the week, if you guys will share this episode or any episode that you find helpful on your Instagram stories or in your Instagram, I periodically go through and I choose people to win goodies to say thank you so much for spreading the word about the podcast because growing the podcast and the reviews is how we are able to continue to do it and scale it and get the message out to more people. So I just, again, want to thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being patient with us as we try to get a better schedule of more consistency for getting podcast uh, episodes up to you. But I love you, and I hope when we don't get the podcast up, you're just trying to live your life, man. You're just living it. That's all you can do. That's all you can do. And I want to say this, only you can be you, and you're already as awesome as you need to be. Eric, what are you going to take us out on? <sighs> Thank you for asking. <laughs> we're going to we're going to continue on with the holiday theme. This one's called Jolly Old St. Mick. And I just want to tell all the listeners of this podcast, I'm giving an exclusive coupon code. Oh. 20% off. This is the only code that will last forever all the time. Okay. This is a big deal. Okay. And it is awesome with Eric. All one word. Oh my gosh. You are, he's so happy about that. You should see the <laughs> smug little look on his face right now. Pleasantpictures.club. Awesome with Eric. <laughs>